There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Have you ever met anybody who just didn't like a good story? No, because even the people who don't like books, you know, quote unquote, oh, I'm not much of a reader, they still love good stories. They just prefer them in another medium. Yeah. You know, everybody can appreciate, oh, wow, you know, the plot of that movie was incredible, or I didn't see that twist coming, or wow, I loved that podcast that I heard. It's just, it's such a beautiful human thing to make sense of our experience through stories. It was interesting. I was actually on Helen Farmer's show this, uh, this week on Wednesday, and one of the questions that came up was about guilty pleasure. And should we feel guilty about the books that we read? And I think at this time of year, particularly, I I don't know what you think about this, but I tend to pick up books that I wouldn't ordinarily pick up. Comfort reads I pick oh, I up love during reads. this time of year. So I'm a bit of a fan of Confessions of a Shopaholic. Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. And we were talking about like whether or not you should feel guilty about what you read. And I said that I don't. I don't feel guilty whenever I read these books that I enjoy, but I feel guilty when somebody asks me about them at yeah. a dinner party. And that's interesting, too, because I think unlike people who love movies and love podcasts, those of us who read books kind of use what are you reading as a badge of quality. Yeah. And I think I think we undersell the, the craft and the talent and the skill of the writers of these so-called comfort reads or, you know, easy reads or gentle reads or summer beach reads, you know, whatever we want to call them, because... It takes a lot of skill to write something like Confessions of a Shopaholic. I mean, Sophie Kinsella is amazing. She has created a character who people love to spend time with. And that's that's as valuable as Ethan Frome or Dostoevsky or, you know, it is valuable that somebody can create an engaging story that maybe you don't come away thinking the deepest thoughts you've ever thought, but you have a little bit more insight into the human condition. I'm going slightly off what's in, the notes in front of me here now, <laughs> but I wondered if, so guilty pleasure reads, that's not really much, such a thing, I think, as a guilty pleasure read. I think we should all just enjoy what we like reading, but I think it's also important to have a varied literary diet. And you said just before we went on air that you, you like doing this because you you are pushed out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. I mean, for this week, I have picked up three books that I never would have picked up in the bookstore, you know, and each each one is really interesting in its own way. I'm glad I got to read them. So uh, Alison and I have said hello. We've been talking about some of our guilty pleasure reads and comfort reads. Um, We've said hello, but the most important part of the show is obviously you. Um, While you get those texts in, I have a bit of a Christmas vocabulary test for you, Alison. I love vocabulary. Okay. And you're not allowed to look at the screen. Okay. I'm not looking at the screen. I'm I'm holding my hands in front. The screen. All right. These are words that have kind of fallen out of usage. Okay. um, And they're all related to Christmas in some way. Oblation. What does that mean? Well, it sounds a little bit like ablution, which is like washing oneself. So I'm going to say it's that part of bobbing for apples when your head gets completely wet and your hair sticks out all over the place like a thistle. That's incredibly specific. And I wish there were a word for that. (laughs) So actually, ablation is the act of offering or receiving a gift. Oh, I love that. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Oblation. I'm going to remember that one. Uh, Hogamadog. Uh, a hogamadog <laughs> is like a turducken, except it is where you bring uh, a dainty little piglet and an adorable puppy to your Christmas feast, and they gather below the table and you feed them scraps. Hogamadog. What? 
Wait, what? What you said, turducken? What? Oh, it's an American thing. It's a Southern American thing. So when you're cooking that holiday feast, a turducken is when you take a turkey and you stuff it with a duck, and then you stuff the duck with a chicken. This sounds like a horror movie. It, it is a, a <laughs> horror movie of deliciousness. Uh, so hog of a dog is actually a huge ball of snow built up by rolling a small ball of snow around a snowfield. Oh. And one of my favorites here, Yule Shard. Yule Shard. Oh, well, that's when the cat knocks over the tree for the 10th time and all of the ornaments are in wreckage all over the floor. Those are your Yule Shards. Tell you what, if I didn't have the actual definitions in front of me right now, I'd believe 100% that these were all accurate. Just keep nodding and smiling. Yeah. (laughs) So a Yule Shard, I think there'll be quite a few of you. I am among your number. Someone who still has things left to prepare and finish on Christmas Eve. Oh. Are you one of those people? Um, I have stopped doing presents for Christmas. And instead, because I travel so much, I take people out for dinner when I see them. And I say, I'm buying this is your Christmas present. Do you know what I saw on Instagram the other day? And the the meaning was there. And I understood the meaning and the heart behind it. And it it said something like, instead of wrapping presents for people this Christmas, wrap them in a hug. And I thought, if I did that for people that I know, my friends and family, I'd never be invited back. Ooh. <laughs> but so, I do understand the spirit of it. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it's different if you have kids. I don't have kids. If I had kids, I would be rushing around right now, like heading to Magruti's for amazing new books for my little kids to, you know, wrap them and read on Christmas Eve like they do in Iceland. So last, last word, Drachenfutter. And we've actually talked about this one on the show before, but it does have a Christmassy concept. Drachenfutter. Drachenfutter. Okay, so that is when a German person gets really upset with you for not celebrating their particular holiday tradition, and they force you with loud, intimidating German language and strong German glares to celebrate their Christmas. I'm just going to leave the studio because these are all too good, and you could just do this for the entire two hours, and I think we'd all be happy. Um, a Drachen Futter is actually, well, literally it means dragon feed. It's a gift given by a husband to placate his wife. My mum particularly likes this one. I support that plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you are in look, um, in, on the hunt for Drachenfutter. Um, if you're a Yule Shard and you're behind with any gift guy, um, gift buying, a quick and thoughtful idea for you for someone who likes experiences and doesn't need any more stuff, the worst people to buy for, would be a chance to hear from their favourite author or to learn a skill, maybe even at the Emirates Lit Fest. So you could buy them a poetry or travel writing workshop. Um, you could buy them tickets to Poetry in the Desert, a murder mystery dinner, a vegan supper, an evening of comedy rap jazz. Yeah. Yes, you heard that correctly, comedy, rap, jazz, and so much more. So there's genuinely so much happening, and I recommend having a look at the website and exploring the program. There's genuinely something there for everyone. So if you're really stuck and you want to get somebody something meaningful, um, but also that doesn't break the bank and will be a genuinely wonderful thing for them to look forward to in the new year, then I'd recommend going to emiratslipfest.com. Also, you mentioned McGrady's, Alison. Mm-hmm. There are discounted books at McGrady's. McGrady's is actually offering 30% off selected books by festival authors. So Jane Goodall, Mitch Albom, Marcus Zusak, Bosch and more. And we've also announced some new additions to the festival program. Book News, your latest literary roundup. So Jane Goodall is coming back to Dubai. 
Hey! Yeah. Um, so her event is titled Reasons for Hope. It's on Saturday the 1st of February at 2 o'clock at the Cultural and Scientific Association Al Mamza. So she is obviously the celebrated ethologist, the world's foremost authority on chimpanzees. She'll be talking about her life's work studying the chimpanzees of Agombe and her educational project in the UAE, Roots and Shoots, and also what she thinks the future of conservation will look like. Which is a really compelling thing to know about right now. I mean, I think we're all concerned concerned about the direction of the planet and looking after the animals and the wildlife and the ecosystems on the planet. It's it's a job for everybody. Um, also, so if you want to go to that, you can go to emiratesletfest.com for tickets and more information, etc. Um, and also the search is on for voices of future generations. So we talk a lot about competitions that are happening and most of the competitions for the Emirates, uh, Emirates Airline Festival of Literature have closed. But the Emirates Literature Foundation is running this. So you can get your children to craft a creative story about their hopes and dreams for a sustainable future. This is for children between the ages of 8 and 12. Um, you can submit stories in both Arabic and English. And you can find more information from elfdubai.org. But in a nutshell, the Voices of Future Generation competition um, is under the patronage of UNESCO. And it is all about sustainability goals. Um, so it's about, you know, what what you want tomorrow to look like. And often children have the best answer to that question. I agree. And I love so often that children are not bound by what is practical or True. possible. They dream a lot bigger. And I think that's an incredible thing to inspire adults. Yeah. Like, why can't we have a bank for mermaids? You know, exactly. Thoughts like that. Exactly. Um, I just like to mention as well. So the International Prize for Arabic Fiction, the long list has been announced. So if you'd like to check that out, I highly recommend you do. Um, the 2020 list, you can have a look at arabfiction.org for the for the full list there. I'm not sure how many are in translation, um, but I look forward to those books being translated every single year. Fantastic. So this time of year can also be lonely as well. And before we wrap up, I just want to just shout out that I know that we're having a fun festive show today but just to remind you all that it can be a lonely isolating time for a lot of people um, so check in on friends family acquaintances maybe under the excuse of giving them a great new book um, whether you celebrate this holiday or not make sure no man or woman is left behind there's just so much more to hear download our podcast at dubaii 1038.com